0: That top down shit. Cruising on the motherfucking highway doing your goddamn thing. Ain't worried about a motherfucking soul. Just do you, baby.
1: Retro, player, player, and 64. Cruising say exotic I need some bows Hit the floors cause I need that flower in this hope Nintendo Power with the power, you won't run the show Flow heavy on beats like a tampon Shorty wasn't sucking dick while your man gone Hit it once, now your ex wanna stand up. Gettin' buck, hit the chug, Norris, now you're dead wrong Retro, play player play 60 N64 You ain't cuffin', get these hundreds, a t- Welcome everybody to Jeff Versus the World This is your boy Jeff, and this is episode number 20 and we are back again, and I'm here with the good Dr. Shaheed. Uh, how's it going, sir? It's
0: going okay. Enjoying my day off, doing a whole bunch of housework and trying to get this show off for the folks.
1: Okay. So before we even get started, y'all know, y'all know what you're here for. You're here for the review of uh, Hobbs and Shaw. But before that, I got two questions for you. The first question is, why is The Rock movie so expensive Digitally,
0: are you about to have an answer that's gonna end up being false?
1: No, 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 no. I like. I was try. I was gonna get the um. I was gonna get the rock. I said okay because I know we said we was gonna do the Nicholas case. That's the only one I don't have.
0: Oh, you talking about oh the movie the rock? Yeah, the movie the rock. The movie the rock. I don't know. I brought it on Blu-ray. So
1: yeah, I think that's what I might have to do because I can buy it.
0: It was cheaper.
1: Yeah. I'm just trying to figure out why is it $18 everywhere. Voodoo, Amazon Prime, and I'm just like
0: It's it's a Criterion classic, Jeff, as far. Yeah. It's
1: a good movie. I'm not I'm I'm just wondering why is I that mean, Nicolas Cage movie so expensive.
0: It's actually part of the Criterion collection. Oh, it really is? When I said that, yes. Oh. When I said that I wasn't I wasn't joking. Yes, it was. Oh, okay.
1: well, that gives me my answer.
0: Um mm-hmm. And the (laughs) second
1: question is, how much did you enjoy the boys?
0: I was surprised how much I enjoyed it because I didn't I was going in without any background whatsoever. I never heard of it, never read the comic or the graphic novel, saw talk about it sort of previews, not like, oh, it is gonna be like some type of edgy thing like kick-ass or some Zack Snyder type thing. I was kinda like on the fence. Like the concept was like, eh, we'll see. I'll give it a chance. And yeah, within like the first three minutes of watching the first episode, I was all in.
1: Yeah. Um I really enjoyed the guy uh playing Homelander because I really hated him. <laughs> he got me really to hate him like from the jump. I was like, yeah, I don't like this guy. But the whole thing was it was not, no it was nothing nobody could do to him.
0: I mean, yeah, people talked about like Man of Steel, how it's super, you know, that type of Superman. If you grew up in a certain quote unquote household and how distasteful he came off across people. I'm like, boy, you don't know what you were missing. Like Zack Snyder, probably I made a joke when I was doing the show with Jeremy about it. I like Zack Snyder's probably watching this is like, man, I wish I could have did this.
1: Yeah, that that was been right up his alley. <laughs> no doubt. Right up his alley. Okay.
0: Oh, so the guy that played Homelander was the lead in Banshee, that Cinemax show. It? Anthony Starr. I heard of the show. I never saw it. I, one of those shows. I always wanted to get around to see it. So, yes. Of course, he's from New Zealand because we get all of our stripping new actors from Australia and New Zealand.
1: And I was shocked to see that. I think they're already in production for season two. Yeah.
0: Yeah. well they said they already they already said a season two before season one dropped and they were already like yeah filming already
1: yeah i'm I'm really uh interested uh to seeing what's gonna happen uh yeah I'm not gonna well no if you still listening um this is about to be a spoiler I'm I mean sure- we can save
0: it because it's kind of like people some people may not have watched it yeah yeah and they, they they gonna they came to listen to this podcast for one thing and you're trying to ruin their day with another thing i
1: mean i mean- that is true, but... Well, if you haven't seen Hobbs and Shaw, you might not want to uh, listen to this right now. But we're going to get into it. Um, I know for myself, my movie theater was probably 75% full. But during the movie, you couldn't tell because everybody was having a good time.
0: Yeah, mine was mostly full. Um, I think about probably 85 90%. And I know when I got my ticket like it probably like half the people have purchased theirs. And then they added a bunch of shows that, that like the day before and people were purchasing tickets for that. So I was like, okay, you can kind of tell like, you know, if it's hard to get a ticket, that means like the diehards are trying to go see it. And it was kind of same boat. It felt, it felt weird. Cause it was like, normally when you watch a movie and it's like, you know, it's, it have some jokes there and it's funny and everything like that. But it's different when you watch a movie and people are laughing so hard you miss stuff, yeah. And that's how my theater, that's how my theater was.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because I know at least two times I can recall that I missed certain things. Um, but we were looking at um, Hobbs and Shaw. They had a two hundred million dollar budget, which I am sure they will make back uh, by next week. Uh, I think of I'm thinking I'm not sure, so sure about the numbers right now, but it's looking at a worldwide of one hundred and ninety five million
0: something around that and that's not even like you know china doesn't come out for a few more weeks so like that's mostly their other markets i mean like here's supposed to be around 60 so and they said for the most part it's going to be like a slow burn because nothing really big comes out until it
1: yeah and i think this is going to be one of those things that if you're not a fast and furious fan then you can still enjoy this if you know what you're getting yourself into. as far as just turning off okay.
0: brain. Let's forget the whole turn off the brain part because okay. it's kind of like, I know people say that, what they mean, and I'm always kind of like, wrote, like I get the concept, I always roll my eyes, I'm like, this is an action movie. I will say this, it was, it didn't, it didn't feel like a Fast and Furious movie. No. It did not. But it felt, like, it felt like an action, it felt like a buddy cop movie with, like, Fast and Furious, like, rules, if that makes sense.
1: That's what I was thinking, but I wasn't sure how to word it. And I think you worded it perfectly. Because when I got I said, this doesn't feel like a Fast. It, like, it just felt something different. You have the characters from the movie, but it just felt like they were purposely kind of setting themselves apart from that world. And yep. you know, making their universe. Um, oh, my number one question I had to ask you because the only oh my only thing I was getting agitated by is, isn't his daughter supposed to be older?
0: I mean, they don't say how much time gone by.
1: Even still, that girl. looks I mean, a no, lot like younger. She,
0: no, she doesn't. She looks the same. I mean, that's the same girl. It is? So what you say? She, yes. Oh, wow. I, I thought think, it was a different girl. She, no, she just changed <laughs> that. The only thing different was her hair. Like, that's the same That's the same girl. Okay, okay, Okay. I think? feel better. They, they, they found a, a stunt Samoan daughter? No. Like they switched out one for the other?
1: Yeah, I, hey, you never know, because I was just sitting there, and I was trying to think, and I was like, is that the same girl? I don't feel like that's the same girl. I, mean, I, I knew you would correct me, so okay. I was wrong okay. about that.
0: So, we've talked all this time. Did you like the movie? Hell, oh yes. <laughs> yeah, that's just people fire wondering, like they talked about the movie, did they like it or not? Like yes. so.
1: Yeah, I, I, I hope that this you know keeps going on and becomes its own thing. Um, um, I thought it was it was just fun. Like I really had a good time just sitting there enjoying, especially I just enjoying the banner between The Rock and um Jason Statham. They really like pumped it up more from you know Fast and Furious. Their little you know one or two minute scene here they were just going it the whole time and the action scenes were just great <laughs> like i just enjoyed them
0: yeah i if like i said if it didn't feel like a fast and furious movie um and also you don't have to necessarily watch the fast and furious movies to watch this or enjoy this they break it down enough to kind of like give you the background and you could kind of enjoy it without it. And it actually kind of like helps a little bit because you don't have to worry about catching up or have that baggage. So, unlike, I think making it different from the Fast and Furious movies kind of like prevents it from being too much of like diluted Fast and Furious, more the same. Because the main difference was, you know, fewer people, so the people were there had more time to shine and more time to breathe. Compared to like, you know, you get a scene here, you get a scene there, and then you gotta go to sideline cause we gotta get Ludacris a few lines or Tyrese a few lines or Vin Diesel twenty minutes worth of lines. Yeah. This is kind of like you have two action stars who get to do their own thing, who clearly enjoy working together. Cause that was like the biggest thing. Like they the chemistry between the two is off the charts. And it's like two self assured men not afraid to laugh at each other enjoying, having a good time, making fun of each other. And one, I know i laugh at two parts. One, yeah, um, out of the two lifestyles, I think I picked Charles because he starts in there, bespoke suit, beautiful woman in, in the bed, making a nice omelet, gets in his McLaren sports car, just looking like the sharpest man alive. The Rock's drinking coffee. Without water, he's. I'm sorry, he's eating coffee, <laughs> <laughs> by the spoonful and raw eggs, driving a beat up truck. And I'm like, <sighs> but it so it fits his character so well, though. Yeah, and I'm just kind of like, it's funny how they just show that, you know, how they have that scene contrasting to like, you know. Shaw is just like you know the debonair ladies' man, champagne killer type dude, and Hobbs rough and tumble, I punch people through walls type guy, and it's just it's a good contrast because it kind of like fits their characters and it shows why the two of them are different because it's kind of like you know Shaw is like I can blend in, I'm all precision and quickness and elegance, and Hobbs it's like I knock down walls and I just I just handle stuff my own way, and the other thing that notice is. This is probably the first movie where The Rock had a love interest where it felt like it was like real chemistry. Yeah. yeah, and I was trying to think of like all his other movies that I have seen, and it's not like they made the they never ever made The Rock sexless. They they put The Rock with women. It's like either they're already married or they've been divorced or they're friends, and it's kind of like you I know you're think- so we're attracted to him because he's The Rock, but it never really felt that way. And this one is like, yeah, they like they was. And it wasn't just a whole like a lust thing. It was kind of like they seemed like they liked each other.
1: It was like it was a lot of flirting, a lot of flirting. You know, you know, googly eyes, looking over, you know, just looking at each other, and it's here some things here and there. I, I think that um, I think the closest you got to that maybe, as far as love interest, but it was a little bit different because he was married in that movie. Was maybe skyscraper?
0: Maybe. Yeah, I was thinking that too. But they were like married, and even then, it's kind of like yeah, I guess they'd be together because she saved his life. And they seem like they'd be a nice married couple, but it's like somebody's like, they're not married yet or divorced and trying to get back together. Like San Andreas. And it's funny where the age difference is kind of like 20 something years. It's funny. Like I didn't think about after the movie because the rock doesn't seem old, but it's like, yeah, the rock's not young. He's like, what? Forty eight, 47, 48.
1: I thought he was forty eight. I could be wrong. Let's see. Uh, he.
0: Uh, bu- 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 he was born nineteen seventy two. Forty seven. Oh, well. So he's forty seven, and she and she's twenty seven. So, yeah. Well,
1: that, you know, well, you know what that is. That's just great acting and genes that can you know you can get that across.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah, that's fine. But that's that not as big of a issue. It's kind of like. Hattie and Decker grew up as brother and sister, and Jason Statham is close to her <laughs> age. And it was like he was towering over her, either like, um, either she's supposed, either he's supposed to be a lot older, he's supposed to be a lot younger. Yeah, it was.
1: Yeah, you know what? Thinking about it now, just thinking about the scenes where they were showing them as kids and like looking at them as they older, like really, this is what y'all gonna do? But well, okay, I'm going with it.
0: I mean, it. it, it, I laughed at it, but it never took me out the movie because it worked. Because Vanessa Kirby was awesome in this too, you know. And it's funny, like a dramatic actress, go like being in Mission Impossible and then being in this, and like she didn't look like she was out of place. She definitely looked credible, and it was like she was getting. You know, beat up and beat around, and like half the time you see her, she got you know cuts and scars on her face. Like she wasn't playing the yeah, whole i miss she... this pretty girl" anything like this. I'm kept in a glass case. It's like I'm rough and tumble. I'm about it. She got her hands
1: dirty with the boys. Um, I think one thing that I I really enjoyed, and someone like you said that, uh, with that trio of Kirby, uh, Statham, and uh, Rock, they all had time to breathe. And like you said, in, you know, the fast and furious, it was just so many people and so much, you know, they got this person got to get on screen, that person got to get on screen. It was just good to see certain stuff breathe and be like, okay, I'm actually with these characters, we're getting to be around them more and and learn here and there, you know, about their personalities and who they are and stuff like that. But how did you think as a villain, uh, Idris Elba did as the Black super villain? You know,
0: I was waiting for us to get to that point. Yeah. So this is like the first. You know how people make a joke about how Fast and Furious is like almost like a comic franchise or superhero franchise. Mm-hmm. This is the first super. This is like the first super villain they had. Like we've had, you know, we've had bad people, and we've had like ruthless villains like Cipher was and Fate of the Furious. I mean, Idris Elba comes in with robotic eyes and a metal spine, and his transformer motorcycle, <laughs> and, just beat, and just beating the crap out of like everybody he's fighting with his, with his bulletproof suit, just chewing up scenery. And it's a funny thing about Idris Elba. Most of the people, the first time they saw him, was watching The Wire. So if you had, if you weren't on like the internet like that, you think, oh, okay, it's this black guy. Like you would have no idea he had a British accent. So the first time I heard him talk with his accent, it just threw me off. Like, it's same thing. Like, if you know, Hugh Laurie, when you watch some talk and he's not on house, it's like, wait a second. Yeah. And like Tom Holland's the same way. Like, you hear him on Spider-Man and then you hear him in, you know, in interviews. He's like, Peter Parker's been lying to me. <laughs> but I've always say Idris Elba, when he gets the chance, like, be British cool Idris Elba is always a plus because I've always said, like, you know, we don't have to play a different accent, a hija accent, you get to be more free. And him just being the whole swagger, tough guy, but not just, I'm just evil. He he wasn't really a, like, from his standpoint, he wasn't really a villain. He was like, you know, world's going to an end. We can't take care of ourselves. We're here to kind of, like, fix things. And that whole, you know, blah, 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 I'm trying to make humanity stronger via, you know, survival to fit is like apocalypse. But it's like he had backstories, too. Like, Dr. Shaw tried to kill him. Another one, you know. And then, <laughs> even then, it's kind of like he had beef with his leadership because they trying to recruit them. He was like, "I already know these people. They're not the type of people who like to recruit. I tried it before, you know." And it's like, I I didn't ask you. I I told you. It's kind of like he even for all that firepower, all those resources, and they're like basically make fake news and control the narrative. You know, no. he still has, he still has his own masters.
1: That was crazy, how that played out. That was so crazy how that played. I was like, "Oh snap!" because it was it just happened so quick. Like they got away, and he was like, "Yo, let's get ahead of this and let's shut them down." I was like, "It's a crazy world." Not the the
0: usual thing, like you know, check all the borders, airports. It's like you know, call CNN and say she's a rogue terrorist. Call MSNBC and say these people are like terrorists, and within like five minutes, boom,
1: faces everywhere, all all over the world.
0: And you know, the scary thing is. Imagine how easy that could be in real life.
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking. When I was watching. I was like, "Yo, somebody can have the power to do that, and, and the
0: power to do that,
1: and it'll be nothing. Nothing you could do about it. Nothing.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, Tomorrow Never Dies. It's basically, that was the whole plot of that movie was Jonathan Price basically controlling the news and making money from it. So it just and it's funny how." Impressive the movie was, like watching it in 2019. It's just like, yeah, that was, it'd be real easy to do that. It'd be, it'd be very easy to do stuff like that. It's kind of like, you know, you've seen it before where it's kind of like, you know, besmirch his name on a smaller scale and he like arrests his parents and stuff. It's like, nah, we're just skipping all that. Like, call our, you know, call our news people, get it done.
1: How, okay, because this was amazing for me and I thought, These two cameos got used, I mean, just so well. It was just well done. And we're talking about Ryan Reynolds and and Kevin Hart. Because I didn't expect it. I didn't look like I made sure I stayed away from anything, you know, Hobbs and Shaw related. So when I saw Ryan Reynolds, I was like, okay. But, you know, in, in, in this movie, in this world, it was great because... Him and The Rock had chemistry.
0: Yes. So this easy, like the Ryan Reynolds one I knew about because I read about somebody saying it's rumored to be there. And it made sense because the director, David Leach, is also director of Deadpool 2. So they have a friendship already or like, you know, they know each other. So it's like, hey, Ryan, can I get you for a day? And... You know it's weird like now every time i see ryan reynolds i just picture him as deadpool no matter what he does yeah me too (laughs) but it's not like a bad thing because it kind of like even if he's he seemed like he'd been deadpool even before he played deadpool that just fits him perfectly just being a wise cracking guy and he's just going cracking jokes he has the same tattoo that Hobbs has just from different (laughs) side of body and they got like past history so it's like and and no normal universe with these two people you think be friends but seeing them together is like okay I can see that and this him bust doing his whole Ryan Reynolds and cracking jokes and all that was you know perfect not only that you saw Deadpool too, right yeah so you saw the guy that's talking to um, Shaw basically giving the same spiel you, you recognize him
1: uh, what scene are we talking about now
0: after Ryan Reynolds gave the debrief to, to The Rock about, you know, his mission, about this virus and what he had to do and how to do it and how you're working with somebody, basically, Shaw got the same speech from a different guy.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Do you recognize him?
1: Not really. Who was that supposed to be?
0: Do you remember Deadpool 2 when they when they were doing the mission to get the convoy and they all jumped out of the, the helicopter? Who was, who Damn was not the <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Our man Peter. Oh, snap. I was like, I knew he, that face looked familiar. And it's perfect. kind of like, if you don't watch Deadpool 2, you know, you have no idea. It's like, okay, it's just a regular white guy. Mm-hmm. Seeing Deadpool 2, and soon as I saw something I just started laughing to myself. Because it's like, it's just a, such a funny joke. And you basically get the same spiel about how you need to do this, this, and that. And then their warning is kind of like, they don't know who they're working with or do we need to tell them or anything like that. And then they get together and they just. As soon as they see each other, it's like smoke on sight. Yeah. (laughs) Like, no, I ain't working with you. I ain't working with him. Blah, 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 blah. You know, just cussing up a storm. And it's funny, like, they ended on, you wanted, like, they ended on pleasant terms, okay terms, but it's kind of like they don't really, they might respect each other, but they don't like each other.
1: Yeah. And, and I wouldn't be upset if they keep it like that. For at least you know the next movie like you know eventually they become friends but it can still be that thing of that tension of well I can kick your ass or you know whatever you know I can kick your ass it's always that I'm better than you stuff they got going on but also too listen man when I saw Kevin Hart and I'm not the biggest Kevin Hart uh, fan at all but I thought the role that he had in this movie was hilarious because I didn't expect it and just him, him talking to the rock and rocking that little uh, get up that he had was just funny.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Kevin Hart one was unexpected because I didn't know about that one, but it's like they're friends in yeah, real life. Yeah. So, and it's funny, like it was perfect use of Kevin Hart because it's been small doses. It was just enough for him to be funny, but not too much where he becomes obnoxious in him. You know, I used, what, used to be a ranger or something. <laughs> <laughs> it was like this itty bitty man at first you're thinking like you know okay he's an air marshal yada 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 he full of crap but he gets some transport so it's kind of like you know even with all that bluster it was some stuff behind the bluster and then like him being the counterpoint where he's almost playing the straight man to the rocking Jason Statham is just hilarious on like so many levels cause imagine five years ago you would've set that line yeah just think about their careers, and just think about where they are now. So no, and like you know, he came back to him, used them again. So it was like it was a perfect use of both cameos, and it gave like openings. So if they were, you want to use more of them, if when they if and when they do a sequel, it's perfect to do it.
1: Okay, so the elephant in the room for all our wrestling
0: fans out there, what did you what did you think of Roman Reigns? I mean, it's funny, like action wise, he was fine. Presence wise, I always noticed him. Did he have a line in the movie? Not one. Not he didn't one have one. a single word. But it's kind of like it's funny where you know you always got to start somewhere, and he never blended in the background. No. Oh, when he was I on screen, you he saw. Him. Yeah, he, when he, he was on screen, I always like that's something something to be said about presence. It's like whenever he was there, and no matter who was around, I always saw. him. Like, my eyes just seem to gravitate. And I don't know if it's partially because I know it was Roman Reigns. But even if I was like, yeah, something about this guy that kind of stands out. And, you know, like, I'll, so it was like, and then when he got to, you know, be in his element, of course, they're going to oh. do a, a Samoa drop in a spear because, like, why not? We're going to have Roman. I'm surprised I didn't have him do a Superman punch.
1: But you know what I did notice? With him standing next to The Rock, my God.
0: How big, how big the rock is? Yes.
1: I was like, damn it.
0: Well, I will say this was, they were filming this while Roman was like probably a little smaller because he's like chemotherapy and everything like that. So I give, I don't think Roman was like in like ring, ring size oh, during right. that time. Yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. However... It is still very noticeable how huge The Rock looked next to Roman Reigns, because Roman Reigns ain't small.
1: Yeah, Roman and that's what I was thinking. I was like, Your Roman Reigns ain't a small dude. The Rock is humongous. This shit doesn't make any sense." So, so for the uh, the ending, well, no, I, I mean, we, a, we, didn't, yeah, we yeah, didn't. yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. I, I, room, I was sorry. trying, I was trying not to, but hell,
0: yeah. Let's just go through the movie. I mean, basically the whole plot of the story is Brixton Lore, this ex, you know, British special soldier works for this shadow organization. They're trying to get this virus that can be programmed, you know, to basically murder anybody that has a weak immune system. If anyone saw Mission Impossible 2, you know the plot of the movie already. It's basically the same plot. Hattie Shaw works for MI6, you know, her team gets wiped out. In spectacular fashion within like 30 seconds. So, to make sure the virus doesn't fall into the wrong hands, she injects herself and has 96 hours to basically figure out what to do. Mm -mm -mm. United States and Great Britain, in concerted efforts, hire their own experts to get Hattie Shaw and figure out what to do. Cause I guess Dom was busy, and you're not gonna use the regular military, so you're gonna use, you know, uh uh retired that's agent.
1: Yeah, you was said, he, was he retired? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You just thought threw something out there that makes I didn't even notice it till you said it. And when they had went and got them, when one of the guys came, I guess the was it the rock? I think it was the rock, he said, yeah. Uh Mr. Nobody, you know, got me to get to you, got in contact with you. And so I'm just like, Yeah, so why didn't he go get Dom this
0: time? <sighs> I, maybe the, I guess we'll find out. Maybe the, the whole thing is kind of like Dom doesn't have any connection to her. Oh, um,
1: yeah, okay. You can see why they
0: got Shaw. Yeah. And the whole thing is like they said, they got um, Hobbs. It's kind of like, you know, you're the best track in the business. You can find anybody. And it's funny, like that plays out in the movie because it's like they're trying to figure out how to find her. And, you know, Shaw goes to her apartment. It's like that. He just shows up sneaking around, oh, you know, I'll find out here. And they have a hilarious ass fight, because, like, she's trying, like, not kill him, but she's trying to maim him, at least. <laughs> like, going for groin shots and eye shots like that, and he picks her up with one arm. One. And just holding her up, like, okay, can we stop playing games? And then she tries to do what, a, a Frankensteiner or something? Yeah. You know, women always trying to do those th- those thigh moves. That's always people getting obnoxious about that. It's like, why can't women, you know, let a woman fight like a woman? And he did not budge. And it's kind of like playing that whole. You could see like some chemistry between the two, that was surprising because I wouldn't think when I was, it was casting that I wasn't thinking that. Yeah. But the more you watch, it was like, oh. It's something there. And of course, it plays off because, you know, that's Shaw's sister, you know, Shaw. And it plays off when they talk about the whole and then the airport is like, you know, I know what you're trying to do. You basically gonna miss my sister. It's like, <laughs> first of all, shame on you. She's an amazing woman. She's a grown. And if she chooses to climb this mountain, this brown mountain of a man over and over and over again, that's her business. And that line got the loudest laugh and the theater. like people yeah. were because he, cause he was all sincere and being woke and everything. like you know she's a, am a feminist she ain't no property let her make her own choice if she gonna shoot her shot I'm gonna be there to catch it
1: pretty much <laughs> and and Shaw wasn't having he was tight he was upset
0: so that's basically so you know they finally get together as soon as they bring her in find out the plan Mr. Black Superman himself come in wreck shop runs down the building, the skates with her, you know, first fight scene, I guess fight scene number two or number three. And I will say, because you're talking about the fight scenes, you can tell David Leach is an action director because he knows how to direct action and yeah. you can always follow whatever's going on no matter how hectic it looks.
1: Yeah, that's one thing I I really enjoyed, like the hand to hand fighting scenes, the the action scenes, especially with... um with uh, Idris Elba because you know he's part machine so they made you look for his eyes what he was seeing when he
0: was mm-hmm. kicking ass and, and it helps that he's a physical person like he's like he knows, he's like knows kickboxing in yeah. real life so it's like it helps when you have three people who know it, like physicality and you don't have to fake it that much and you can kind of show that Vanessa Kirby but she held her own too like I don't know what training she has but she like she's been training at something so that always helps so they try to escape. They have the nice, you know, McLaren chase, which is like the three of them fitting in this small ass car. Those <laughs> super, those supercars don't seem like they built for like three people, especially one of the size, one of the people being the size of the Rock. And then that motorcycle that Brixton had. <laughs> I need that motorcycle.
1: Uh, it it was amazing, man. The use and the way they shot that motor uh, motorcycle and the stunts. Oh, well, it, it was it was just great. I don't, you know, because I'm just sitting there wondering, like, wow, how did they think about, it? especially when he went under the bus. I think they want to say like the motorcycle like laid down. it kind of like did, did like a turn. Like it, it kind of like did a roll.
0: It laid on its side so he get underneath, and he's laying almost inside, riding like on his knee, and then it transforms back, and he hops on it.
1: I'm like, yo, that's crazy.
0: And then you know they escape. He's pissed. It's almost like a wiley code. He's like, he's getting close, he's getting pissed. So they find a way to, you know, figure out this scientist who can extract the virus out of Hattie. So they find this, they go to Russia, find this old girl, Madam N, and Aza Gonzalez from Baby Driver. And man. Shaw's mm-hmm. <laughs> a ladies' man. Oh yeah. Like, a real, and it's funny, in a ladies' man, in a way that you don't see in the Fast and Furious movies, like, you see women in Fast and Furious movies, you see people together, but most of the time it's kind of like, okay, they either like flirting or they're looking. Not in this movie. The
1: The last time I saw that was uh, Expendables, for him being a ladies' man, you know what I mean? Maybe it's because I was, you know, the last thing I remember seeing him as far as the girl
0: that had the boyfriend and, you know she liked him or whatever whatever I mean people women like Jason Statham and even like like I remember the Meg it was kind of like his ex-wife was still missing him and he got a new you know fling at the end but it wasn't like as overt as this he just tonguing this this woman down and they, and it's funny that's happening and you see the reaction of the Rock and Vanessa Kirby looking in the background like yo just you expecting this like no I was not and and it went off like a good seven to eight seconds. So they robbed Russian gangsters. Yeah. A, te- a team of women who like supermodels is going around Russia, robbing the mob. That seems kind of dangerous. So this is the whole plan. is kind of like, you know, we pretend we kidnap her, bring her to, sh- you know, bring him to Brixton. So we can do inside of the whole plan. And then you hear more about whole Brixton's thing. It's kind of like, you know, I need this, you know, recruit this the first time I was like you know we need to recruit them instead of kill them and it's like you know I can't can't recruit people like this and it's like I'm not asking you we need people like this so go ahead and do it and the voice sounded familiar and we kept wondering like are they gonna show who it is and it's like that saved it and I would just say I have a feeling I know who that voice might be based on who the director is and based on like how wish like you know if we have a sequel, you can always look it up. Now I'll just leave it at that. And it's kind of like this. It's funny now we have these shadow organizations where it's kind of like <laughs> they just expanding. You know, you talk about you and your ghost ages now. We got ghost <laughs> we got ghost villain, like a worldwide villain thing. And he's like hitting like, you know, he has past history with Hobbes. hmm So it's like, who could, you know, who, who could know, it be? Who could it be? So and it ain't Han, because he he never met you so No, there you no, go. no, 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 no. Although Justice it could be because they know each other, well, but it's like they they don't have any reason to have beef. I read. Now, if you said, go ahead. It's not
1: going to be Han. From what I read, uh, as far as this whole Justice for Han thing that's going to happen, I don't think it's. I'm almost hundred percent sure it's not going to be Han. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'll just leave it at that because I don't want to. I don't want to keep speculating. I just don't. I, I,
0: we people think it's Keanu Reeves. I just spit it out. So,
1: you know what? At this point, that, that's <laughs> been
0: that's been a, that's been a rumor, and when they asked Keanu. He's like, eh, you know, I can't say nothing. Like you know, he didn't say he didn't say no. He basically said, I can't talk about it. But it would be an honor to be in those movies. That's kind of like the guess of who that voice could be if they want to go that route. So they get to Russia. Of course, they had the fight where. You know, Hiles fights one dude that's bigger than him. I <laughs> saw so, one punch. One Shaw, punch. One punch. One hit a quarter. You know, Shaw fights 17 dudes <laughs> easily. And then <laughs> as, very easily. And then had to find the 17th dude to open up the door with facial recognition. Because, of course, you're going to have a joke like that in the movie. And The
1: Rock, as this happened, The Rock is working out
0: mm mm-hmm. Mhm. <laughs> doing pushups yawning and everything like that. So of course they get captured, they get tortured and they still cracking jokes and like versus like <laughs> you pick a guy go you the your highs, you can't even get along <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't have anything don't don't three
0: shots to kill a regular man you think you can take four <laughs> just his old cocky rapper accent and I'm just laughing cuz it's kind of like yeah Y'all can't, y'all about to die. Y'all still trying to find out who, you know, who got the bigger balls. Um, so Shaw, you know, Shaw's sister saves them. They have another chase scene. She's running on top of trucks trying to escape. While they're in a truck trying to escape, you know, find a device that can, you know, get the virus out while the scientist is basically wrecking shot with a flamethrower.
1: Yo, he came in. Yo, a man came in, just blasting that damn thing. He's like, "Yo, y'all ain't killing me. I'm getting out of here."
0: Mm-hmm. And he did his best, so he got his neck broke. Uh, yeah, yeah. Quickness, and then another chase scene with his, you know, magic motorcycle drones in the middle, of like an abandoned silo. They're fighting on the bed of a flatbed truck, and again, Brixton's whipping their ass for the second time. Like it's like it. Let it be known. Even when they were fighting two on one, they were losing every fight. The first two times they had a fight, like it was, and it wasn't like this, oh, I gotta hit him. like he was just beating the crap out of him. Mm-hmm. Which is hilarious where he's just doing that, but somehow Dominic Toretto is, yeah. Oh, boy. Boy, that's, anyway, they escape again. And it's like, you know, Hattie's kind of like, we run out of time, just kill me, be done with it. Just like Mister Possible 2. And it's like, no, we're going to have a plan. We just got to get off the grid and try to figure out how to get the device. And then it leads into an early backstory why when Hobbs with his daughter, it's like, you never talk about just side of the family. Why not? And it's like, you know, I want to talk about it. So where are they going? They go back home and they go to Samoa. Samoa, so gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Good Lord, I'm watching. That's the first thing that came to my mind. That is a beautiful-ass place.
1: I'm trying to go out there.
0: And then they there, and then you see Cliff Curtis, who hmm. can play any ethnicity whatsoever. Really? Whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, checkbox other. If it's anything that's not black, I can be it pretty much because he's, he's been like black and like Chinese because he's been everything else and he's there you know pissed off because then you hear the story about Hobbs background like his dad was you know basically a criminal they was like a robber and then had all these kids kids got old decided to like, recruit them to the gang basically use them cannon fodder and Hobbs basically got him locked up and then bounced and the rest of the family was, just, was feeling a certain way which is kind of justified and it's like this whole breakdown is kind of like it delves into a family aspect, like Fast and Furious does, but way deeper than a lot of movies ever did. Because like you don't know anything about Brian's parents, if his dad wasn't there. You know about Dominic's dad dying. You rarely hear about his mom. Yeah. And, and as far as other family, you don't hear about any about any other person's family.
1: And you know, and, and as the cast grew, you know, you never want to go. You never was going to get any of that stuff. So it just is mm-hmm. like this was like kind of like
0: yeah, solid. So yeah. so Howes basically chose his line of work basically out of like, I don't want to be like my dad. And then Shaw's doing the whole thing where his sister basically did the same thing. It's like they used to be criminals until she felt like he abandoned the family and that was end up you know, basically he took the fall with that whole mission with Brixton mm-hmm. and him and his brother basically went a certain path. She went a different path and you know
1: because the mom... Wait, did they mention his the brother?
0: I don't remember them mentioning the brother at they all. They mentioned it once or twice. Okay, that must have been when but I was. Missed- but it's funny where you get that person, it's like, is Owen alive? Still alive? They never say anything. I, I because they don't say his name. They just say, like, my brother, I had to do all this, this, and that. But they never say his name. Because it was, I
1: don't, I just don't remember. Because the mother was like, I remember when you and your sister, you, she used to always, y'all used to always be together. But I'm like, wait a minute. He had a brother too, so what happened?
0: Yeah, Maybe and it's I not missed it. No, you didn't, because they were talking about how they were together, anything like that, but not like by themselves. They just focused on those two. So he had his own family issues. They try to work out. So they get there, and it's this whole, you know, we're going to use the island as defense, and we're trying to figure. Okay, they got all these guns. They got <laughs> sticks. <laughs> now how is this going to work and it's like the whole workarounds. like their guns are like electric fingerprint so they disable the fingerprint for five their weapons for five to six minutes and I'm like okay that's believable enough to make you think they don't just get slaughtered in 30 seconds
1: mm-hmm. well another thing too though, I thought it was real funny when they asked where, all my, where were all the weapons his mom was like guns are dangerous we got rid of them and I was like oh boy
0: and they're Thank just looking you. like oh this plan is working <laughs> thanks a lot you, mom and then they just, you know, it's the whole MacGyver, it's the whole MacGyver 18 part of the movie that we always get, that you don't get enough. It's like, we're going to use these defenses. We're going to do this. We're going to use the island's our weapon. They're working together. And then they have the moon, you know, the sundown speech with, you know, Hobbs and Hobbs and the sisters, like, you know, this go south and yada, yada, yada. And then she puts it on them. You know, just make sure, you know, you, you know, Make sure you stick to your promise. And he's like, you know, you want to do it again just in case I forget. And she kind of lashed it off, and it's like, I'm trying to remember the last time somebody kissed the Rock in a movie. It's been a while. It's been a while. They yeah. don't, they don't want the Rock kissing, all, kissing women. How about that? Boy, like, boy. he gonna kiss whatever woman he wants. Exactly.
1: Because you know how but, some but, women are about yeah, paint,
0: paint, me painting I mean, pain game. Yeah. With his, with his stripper,
1: with his stripper girlfriend. That probably was it, yeah. No, because he kissed his wife in skyscraper,
0: did he? Or did he just hug her? I felt like, oh, he probably did give her like a kiss, like have a good day, have a good day at work. Yeah, I
1: think it was something in the beginning,
0: yes. So there you go, so skyscraper. So, but you know, then it's like the battle goes on, and you know, Briston shows up and he's like, oh, y'all go on, y'all got sticks, huh? Like, you didn't no, gonna, the gonna work against me, huh? you, you got Sticks and stones and break my bones, huh? Basically that look like that, and then the weapons don't work. They start doing the haka and, oh. and they get people get hyped and then Shaw basically traps them with like a ring of fire and it's on. Royal Rumble. Yep.
1: This is this is this is all the Roman Reigns you're gonna get right here, especially the action part because Whew. They let they they gave him a lot of shine.
0: Mm-hmm. As as, he, as they should let him get the shine, let people get their moves in. Um, nobody's no. getting their moves against Brixton. He just, I'm one hitter, Corey. I'm gonna kick you right in your chest so you can fly nine feet. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't care how much I don't care how much body fat you got on you. You catching these hands? Yeah, they and they then, really
1: made him a badass. I I, I really appreciate that because he was just like until the end he was he was a G.
0: And then the climax in the movie, they, you know, they get Hattie. So it's like, they, they realize she's extracting the virus. Like as soon as they extract the virus, we got the virus back. We get to murder her. And it's the chase scene. They both get in the truck together, throw the chain on the helicopter. Helicopter, the flip, you know, one truck away. Another truck comes. Mm-hmm. Two's flown away. A third truck comes. Four trucks. You got four trucks hanging on to an attack chopper. And then what happens? Because of course, just in case we might forgot this is a Fast and Furious movie.
1: Nas. <laughs> hey, they You got you gotta know this is a Fast and Furious presents
0: because Hobbs makes their money being that family of like auto shop for North America. Yeah. Because they must get enough business that people. Because think about it, Samoa is an island. It ain't like it's a bridge to San Francisco, so people are transporting their stuff to that island to get it worked on. That's how that's how good they are. You know the cost of that. You know how ridiculous that sounds. We do. We a custom auto body shop that we handle people all over the world on Samoa. Yeah, they
1: them they making bank.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That's where like, Kevin Durant sends his car there because it's like, I want to get that done the right way and I can wait two months.
1: That sounds about right.
0: So anyway, so that's going on. They try to bring this chopper down, including the scene of The Rock holding the chopper with one arm in and in a chain. Not for like 20 seconds. Let's make it, we don't make it look too ridiculous, but maybe like five or six seconds yeah. so we can get it wrapped around the truck. So it's like, you know, you know what you saw in Captain America? Let's amp that, like yeah. you saw in Civil War. Because like, you know, Chris Evans worked out, but he ain't the rock. So, it's, And I'm just watching laugh laughing like, this is insane. I don't <laughs> care. This is fun. And then the helicopter crash, the truck crashes. No one's yeah. injured.
1: No one. Well, oh, hold on. The pilot or whatever that extra, he was kind of hurt. You know, he was he wasn't well. But he oh, but he got.
0: Guess what? He got his pep talk. You ain't done, to I say you died <laughs> he, he yoked them up like you put. You ain't off the clock, mate. Put put that gun on this girl. I got stuff to do. I, they was so damn. Oh. Yeah, we can't stress enough. How hilarious this movie was both intentional and unintentional and he's like everybody had jokes so they had a fight and it's kind of like we're going to work out how they figure out you know he can't focus on both of us at the same time so when he punched me you hit him yeah finally they're working together I mean it, look I saw Street Fighter 2 the animated movie and that's how Ken and Ryan you beat Bison so whatever it, it worked then. So I guess it'll work now. And I figured you would understand, You would like that reference since you love Street Fighter so much. So they use they fighting. His tracking is, you know, getting wonky because he can't follow both targets at the same time. They f- finally get the win. And, you know, Hattie's there to also save the day. And then you're wondering, like, okay, are they going to shoot him? And it's like, no. It's like, you know, I killed you once. I ain't going to kill you again. Walk away. And then the, the organization is like, you know... We don't roll with failures. Yeah, like you, had, you had a mission and there's like, you know, termination 15 seconds. Like, oh, this is not going to be. I just go throw me the a gun. I just kick me away. I'll, you know, just the lights go off. He falls in the water. And of course, like, oh, he falls okay. in the water. So it's like, you never see the body. He didn't drink. It's like, so technically, it's like he can always come back if they want him to come back. And he has justification for coming back. And then the voice is talking to you. He's like, you know, I'm impressed by you guys. You're on my radar now. Like, you know, me and you got history hops. I guess I'll see you again. And it's kind of like, you know, it's like a James Bond movie. Like, you know, like G.I. Joe. Cobra, you know, know yeah, there are. you go. G.I. Joe. Mm, now I know who you are, Cobra Commander. Let's go. And then basically, the movie ends with, and then has post credit scenes, multiple post credit scenes. Like, I was like, oh boy, three? Three. You know, first one is like, you know, Hobbs introducing his daughter to the family and including the mom. And I made the joke, when I was like, startling. It's like, every ethnic family throws shoes, huh? Cause they were in the island, the mom threatened to throw her her sandal if they wouldn't stop fighting. So and yeah. I'm like that that chocolate thing, that's 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 worldwide. If you if you darker than the color of a piece of paper, you throwing a sandal at somebody.
1: Okay,
0: you
1: know, You gonna and that's a, you don't want them mm-hmm. sandal problems.
0: And then see Ryan Reynolds again talking about, you know, I got a new mission, you know, the first virus melts you from the inside, and this will melt you from the outside. <laughs> And I'm like, okay, they realize how. And I will say this: they know this is ridiculous. And at this point, they basically like acknowledging how ridiculous the city is going with, like, laughing at themselves. And it's like I would just laugh like this is just silly. Just having the speeches like you know, are you in? anything like that. And then after Shaw breaks out his mo- Shaw and the sister breaks out their mom out of jail, he's just chilling, you know, while the rock's working out. <laughs> Like I just want to hear your voice, because I just want you to hear this and basically call the cops on them. Just in case you think they too, buddy buddy. It's like, yeah, you know, I gotta get my joke back. And that was it. That was that
1: was Hobbs and Shaw. I I I gotta say that what I expected, I think I got more of I got more than what I expected. And I enjoyed every minute of it. I feel like I might want to go see it again sometime. Uh, yeah. it was really good though. Um Yeah, that's pretty much it. We finally caught up. We've gotten mm-hmm. did all the Fast and Furious movies. We are at Hobbs and Shaw. But now we will be drifting over to old Nick Nicholas Cage.
0: We're going to be putting bunnies back in boxes.
1: Bunnies in boxes, uh
0: Changing uh, faces, metal
1: metal, and, metal gear and, solid.
0: Got a lot and trying to save our brother from following our footsteps so he don't get put into a coffin from Doctor Who.
1: So, I got something to tell you. Now, I don't know. This came about really crazy. So, the missus was listening to one of the episodes. And I guess it had to be an episode where you were calling me a hipster. You called me a hipster. She's like, why does he call you a hipster? <laughs> I was like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. it's just shy be shy. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then it came to me for when we start the sports show it should just be simply uh, a hipster and a bully sports
0: you know what that's that's perfect
1: cuz i thought about i said we say if we do the minnesota eagles everybody's not minnesota everybody's not eagles so then you going to have people that might not listen just because of that so if they don't know what it is and just see that title ah there you go perfect hey, you know,
0: hey, exactly and yeah, that definitely works
1: So, uh, yeah, so we're going to get up out of here. Hopefully we will start uh, the Nick Cage Trilogy Plus One. Uh, I don't know. We'll see how your schedule will run because I know I'm off Tuesday and Wednesday, and we'll see how that goes.
0: We'll we'll definitely figure it out because I'm looking forward to, you know, Nick Cage basically going on his LeBron James Miami Heat run.
1: Damn it. I don't know who said it or who tweeted it. That was the perfect – Perfect Mm -hmm. statement for it because that's what it was. It was a run and he was out of there. Because now. He was a
0: run? Yeah. It's funny where it was a. I'm trying to figure out where his run ends because he has those. And then. It's gone in 60 seconds, isn't it? That was it. I mean, Ghost Rider made money. I don't. I I like Um, it. I I know. Yeah, it's like. And that was. Kick-Ass was more like a comeback because he had been down. I guess it was like when he did a Working Man is when it kind of like went off the rails. Yeah. And then he started doing that weird stuff and then he did Kick-Ass and he kept going because he's like, the has done so much stuff.
1: That And that's the whole thing because there's a lot of that's stuff the- before even that run like in 92 and 93 I'm like, oh boy he, did, he was in this or he did this.
0: Yeah, he was like, "Oh, what was that? Oh, no, because also he did, you know, after the four the the um the National Treasure movies."
1: But when was what was that? Nineties?
0: That was at, that was like late nineties. So that was like after his. That was like after he did like the four movies we're doing.
1: Damn it, he made. It.
0: A, yeah, because so a, he had a run.
1: He had a run and some. Then
0: I guess. Yeah, cause those were like I never saw them, but I know a lot of people saw them. and I always hear I see the meme like you know we're still in the Declaration of Independence, like that always gets that's always like a meme I see on Twitter. So, yeah, um, he's had a it's funny where he had like such a long career, he's still doing stuff. Like I, you don't know you'd be surprised you turn the channel on, you might see it in the Cage movie.
1: Oh, if you just download one of those um, movie apps. Woo, you see a lot of Nicolas Cage movies on there.
0: It don't matter. It don't matter what streaming service it is.
1: <laughs> I don't care at man. all. And I'm gonna tell you, there's a lot of them you ain't never heard of.
0: Bills don't pay themselves.
1: Hey, hey.
0: That's why when you buy, that's why when you buy a damn castle,
1: two castles, two. That Superman movie, that it should have worked out for him because he would be paid right now.
0: I swear, he Dracula, he still wouldn't be paid the way he was spending so? money. Ooh, I think he's the man really- buying the man buying castles. I mean, he might have bought. Downey, he might bought three castles. You know, if Robert Downey Jr. spent money like that, I bet you Tony Stark wouldn't have died in Avengers Endgame. Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> he like, hold on, let's let's work this out. Let's have, let's have Captain Marvel snap. Maybe you know, maybe our hair our hair color changed. So yeah, yeah. but. I'm looking forward to these movies because it's kind of like it was it's just such an amazing run because like this guy came off and winning the Oscar for best actor. He was also he was known as like a great character actor and then he becomes like the biggest action star on the planet.
1: Yeah. And it's like it just fell off. I don't know if I want to say fell off fast, but it just fell off in a weird way. It was like you thought it was over, and then I guess he came back for the National Treasure movies. Then you thought it was over, then he came back for you know. It's like
0: I don't know. It's you know what you know what happened. Comic movies happen. The rise of comic movies wiped out basically the action genre, beside the rock, as far as like big budget. Yeah, and that's it. It's like that. And cause like Mike, cause you know you had Michael Bay, like you know Michael Bay used to do stuff like that, and he stopped. He did Transformers. So if, so if you weren't Transformers, Pirates of the Caribbean, Lord of the Rings, or a comic movie, you would not get no big budget anymore. Like you're not gonna have a movie basically like you know, like look at the cast of like some of those, like we'll get into like look at the cast of those movies. You ain't getting that no more. You get that in, like, a comic movie. You ain't gonna get, like, an action movie where you have, like, Francis McDormand and John Malkovich. Or, you know, you got, like, Kelsey Grammer showing up. Like, stuff like that. So, that was the whole thing. Like, that's what the 90s was. They realized, you know what would be great? Instead of having Sylvester Stallone be an action star, let's have Tommy Lee Jones act. Let's get people who act and put a gun in their hand. And have a whole bunch of like character actors, like the action stars. And that was that was the that was the wave for like a good decade. And Michael Bay was the king of that. And that worked until he started doing Transformer movies. And now it's like, you know, why spend one hundred forty fifty million dollars to make three to four hundred million? We could spend a little bit more and make a billion dollars by being like Spider-Man.
1: Yeah, which is true. Um, and last thing before we go is so I don't know if you saw on Twitter the other day, but I watched, um, what was the new movie? Annapolis, Annapolis.
0: Yeah, I heard, I heard you, I saw that. Have you ever seen that before? <laughs> no, I've, I've known about that movie for the longest, and I've never watched it. Cause I'm like, the storyline the scene is absurd. It's like an officer and gentleman, except for like the younger, like you know, yeah,
1: that's definitely the Disney version. But I I watched it because I just felt like you know that was a Justin Lin movie I didn't watch so I was like let me just watch this it was on TV I said, I'm just gonna watch it I've never seen a movie or I can't remember a movie where you saw the tension of an actor wanting to kick another actor's ass <laughs> like forget, yeah, I saw you tweet that too yo forget forget like the characters It's like Tyrese just wanted to just Punch, <laughs> punch! Uh, James Franco in his face
0: every scene. James Franco had that effect on people. You know the last time I saw a movie like that, two of them. One was Blade Trinity because I, I swore Wesley Snipes wanted to murder Ryan Reynolds. So when I heard the stories behind the scenes about how that movie was so troll, like yeah, I'm not surprised because Wesley Snipes like he had no tolerance whatsoever for Ryan Reynolds bullshit. Gosh, like, I can imagine. His, like, because cause even watching that movie, was like, this does seem awkward. <laughs> like, he'll make a joke, and once the time just look at him and just like, not even realize, look at him, just turn away. That's us like, He just want to cut his head off. And um, <laughs> Batman Forever, <laughs> the Tommy Lee Jones and Jim Carrey. Tommy Lee Jones had, what did he say? I have oh, no, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, have no time for, I have no time for your buffoonery. He said something like that in real life. Like Jim Carrey said in an interview, just like, yeah. Tommy Lee Jones. And that was like Jim Carrey, his Jim Carrey. Pete. Right? That was his peak. Pete. Pete. Oh, you, and you know how obnoxious Jim Carrey movies can be when it's like Jim Carrey, like down to 11. And that's exactly what it was. And Tom Lee Jones was not there for. That's when there's always movies like that when somebody's just like has a unique personality and the star is not there for it. Like, I don't got. I have no patience for this.
1: Yeah, I was. I was amazed and horrified that I even sat there and watched the whole thing. I was just like, wow. <laughs> wow. Because, you know, I, I guess, you know, this is young Justin Lin and having to deal with this. And I was just like, ugh.
0: Yeah, well, he he bounced back and made it. So oh, yeah, the, re- yeah. the reverse of that, where you see two people, you didn't think they would get along and get along spectacularly. You ever see two guns? Yes. Mark Wahlberg Denzel Washington. Yeah. The, the amount of chemistry those two have, considering their personality in real life, is absurd. Cause I'm like, I couldn't think of any scenario they would ever hang out, Mark Wahlberg and Denzel Washington at all. But you watch that movie and it's like Mark Wahlberg can be annoying in the wrong hands. But he wasn't annoying, like him and Denzel got along real well. Like a lot better than like Denzel and like Ryan Reynolds in Safe House, even though the movie's kind of different. And it's like, oh, I can see them being friends. I have no idea why they would ever be friends, but it was like it just worked. And that's why the movie worked.
1: You know, I saw Safe House and I just felt like that wasn't supposed well, Ryan Reynolds shouldn't have been that that person in the movie. I don't know, it's just something that didn't click.
0: Yeah, it's because he got blown I think it's either they didn't give him enough to do or like he got blown off the screen every time Denzel was there. Like his his presence got like over like Ryan Reynolds can't do
1: heavy. Yeah, that's true,
0: too. I mean, and they've tried to have him do Heavy. It's like, it never comes off right, because, like, the uh, only time Heavy with him comes off is if he's, like, a side character. Then And he has, like, a little darkness in him, like life, when he was on the space shuttle. Okay, yeah. That, like, he's, like, because he's not the main character, he's a side character. So it works like this. Him and the main character having gravitas, and you put him with, like, Denzel Washington, like no, that's Denzel has a way where if you don't bring your A game, you gonna get blown off the screen, he like easy. He, he
1: definitely did. because <laughs> so, yeah, that was one of the movies I was just like, uh oh, yeah. Yeah
0: that him. yeah so that one and the last one before we go, Rush Hour. <laughs> Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan. because
1: yeah, I think I just I think I just read something recently. They did not like each other, and, and when they first I guess when they first um, you know I guess you know getting to know each other or talking. It really wasn't too friendly until mm-hmm. the, I guess the camera started rolling and you know, I guess they started to get talking and knowing each other more. Then. Yeah,
0: I could easily see that because I could because I could easily see Jackie Chan thinking Chris Tuxer is the most annoying man alive. Yeah,
1: he's probably cracking jokes all day.
0: Uh huh. He's like, I'm a professional, and then it's funny where, especially like Rush Hour 2, you could see them like, okay, friend because like eventually you could tell they became friends and like, yeah. I think they doing and they're doing a the fourth one. So, I can Jackie Chan don't need the Jackie Chan don't need the money. So you can you can wonder why they are doing the fourth one. You already know if someone needs the money, it ain't Jackie.
1: Well, yeah, but which is interesting because Jack Jackie can't do his any more stunts, can he?
0: I mean, he can still do it. He just ain't doing how he used to do. Yeah. You know, like it's like I I might jump off the porch. I ain't jumping off the second floor. I jump out the window on the first floor. Like yeah, it's like you don't. Know, that wild stuff he kind of aged out. Like the, you know, he still does movies, but it's like, it's like seventies, and rich. So it's like, and he got a lot of city miles, so it's no thing. But no, like, yeah, it's movies, and that's why Hobbs and Shaw work. When the stars get together and they have chemistry, they elevate the movies. And the best action movies, like the buddy cop movies, is when they had like the Lethal Weapons and stuff like that, it's when the actors seem like they had real life chemistry. And the Nicholas Cage movies work because three of the four are basically buddy cop in their own way, even though they completely different characters, because Face Off is basically him and John Tavolta, more or less, even though they're like protagonists, antagonists. Um, the Rock is basically him and Sean Connery. Con Air is him and John, well... Is it is half John Cusack and half McKelty T. Williamson, depending on you know how you want to call it. And going to 60 seconds is like Fast and Furious. Before Fast and Furious. Yeah. Yeah. You know that's, that's you know what? I never even thought about that until I said that. What did
1: they uh, did,
0: faster, yeah, they did it fast and furious? To, they did that and the Italian job. Oh, did you catch that joke in Hobbs and Shaw?
1: No, I must have missed it.
0: When they were looking at the, all the cars, and he was joking, cracking jokes, and it was like a like an Italian mini, like, yeah, I had a job in Italy.
1: Oh, yeah, okay. I remember him saying that, but I didn't put two uh-huh. and two together.
0: Yeah, and I did. I was like, oh, okay, that's slick. And I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, yeah, he's the movie Italian job. they were using Mini Cooper. like the last mission.
1: God You know, I had to think about it, too. Handsome Rob. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> so. But uh, the last thing I would say is, you know, the, the people... These articles coming out. I know you saw that article about what was in the contracts of what The Rock wouldn't do and would do and what Jason Statham would do and wouldn't do. Did you see that?
0: I saw. I didn't read it. I saw yeah. some cracking jokes about it. Yeah,
1: it, it, I, People were missing my point. It's a bunch of nonsense. I don't even care about what's in their contracts for the simple fact of it, we couldn't get this stuff in the early 80s and 90s with action stars. They would not work with each other
0: at all exactly because ego thing is like you know it says a lot that Stallone and Schwarzenegger didn't work together in their prime and it's a reason for that because the ego like cigar, Se- or like you know Van Damme it was like that it wasn't done basically
1: Van Damme did a movie with Dennis Rodman you could have found any action star but you know what he was like nah you know
0: let's I'll do this movie with Dennis Rodman yeah like what you know, like Steven Seagal was trying to Bigfoot Tommy Lee Jones and Gary Busey. You think he working with Van Damme or like and Stallone? It, he didn't want to be an expendable. It's like, nah, And it, right.
1: And if they did work together, they would have contracts too.
0: No different because uh-huh. there will be egos. Because even though they say it's just a movie, it's like, I can't look weak. And it's hilarious. Like, if you're a wrestling fan, you, you've seen the Rock Lose of the hurricane. So, you know, The Rock don't mind doing stuff like that. But at the same time, movie-wise, it's kind of like, it's just different. And we made the jokes. It's like, come on now. And he, we all made the joke about Fast Five. And it's no way in the world anybody believing that Vin Diesel is beating The Rock in a fair fight in, in any circumstance whatsoever. <laughs> well, we, at all. What's funny,
1: what's funny is everybody on Twitter is hopping on that day after we, after we had said it. It's like, yo, I never put it two and two together but now seeing this, how
0: is he doing this? Yeah, and it's like just yeah, I you see all the comments people are like, "Oh, y'all yeah, start watching the movie, I start noticing all this stuff." And it's like, yeah, Donald Trump was a piece of trash. I, like I I've been telling people for years. And people going to find out the same thing. We watched Nicolas Cage movies like half of these movies the villains the villains are right or justified.
1: You know, I I I am anticipating face off, a face off and um The Rock, because it's been a while since I watched Face Off, so I'm really going to sit down and watch that. You
0: know you know what you're going to learn? The villains were somewhat justified, and the government is trash. Hey, well, that's pretty much true, (laughs) me, just thinking about the movies. I'm trying to, besides going 60 Seconds, even though them, is kind of like they shady or how they handle stuff, I'm trying to figure out which government is worse between Face Off, The Rock and Air, how they handle... These type of situations, and it's almost a. I want to say The Rock.
1: I'm still face loose. off,
0: face off, and Connor are close. It's definitely, yeah, I got it's The Rock.
1: Yeah, I gotta, I'm gonna, gonna sit and watch The Rocket because I feel like I want to say Face Off.
0: I just, I just, instead of paying our war, aggrieved war hero a hundred million dollars, we're gonna blow up an island and kill 500 people, yeah, yeah. Rich, Rich brought that point up because I was like, this might be a toss-up between that and face-off because, like, face-off plan was we're gonna have our prize FBI agent steal the face of a terrorist and go to jail to find the code to stop this bomb from exploding, but not tell anybody. You know what? Yeah, the Rock has it. <laughs> well, I'm like like hundred million dollars. That's like you trying to tell me you're not paying them what Draymond Green just signed for hmm You can't write that check. No. $100 million is not that much. Like, nah. First, we're gonna send a SEAL to a SEAL team in with this guy that we had in prison for 30 years illegally and this nerd. But if that don't work, we just gonna blow up the we're just gonna blow up Alcatraz Damn. and hope nobody find out. Cold game. And so they like you know the lives of 411 people and the lives of 47 marines will die in this operation they said it straightforward michael bay is like yeah that's how we roll
1: yeah i'm gonna sit back and watch that movie tonight uh yeah man so we are going to sign off now uh if you want to reach me on twitter it's at jeff versus the world you can also check me out my check out my facebook page at jeff versus the world and uh, Shahid, I know what you're gonna say, but I'm gonna ask anyway.
0: I am can be found on Twitter at, at Philly Drugs. That's Philly underscore Drugs. Damn it,
1: he actually gave it to you. It's a good day. Uh, we are out. Peace.